you are listening to coding talks podcast with vishnu spend some time with vishnu who has more than 14 years experience in it having worked extensively on applications ranging from enterprise level web and cloud solutions to big data analytical applications he holds strong insight into the microsoft.net technologies microsoft azure and latest technology stacks including nodejs samarain and react this podcast will be available on all leading platforms including spotify apple podcast itunes google podcast and stitcher begin your journey to better understand different programming technologies right now Thank you. We are back with yet another episode on the ongoing series of react.js. This will be the last session on react. We have already covered about react.js in the past few episodes and there are still more out there like the react native, the context API. Uh, I am planning to do all those in a future series of episodes and If you are new to react.js and if you are first time listening this uh, podcast I request you to kindly listen the past few episodes that are connected with react.js because by listening those episode you will get a complete picture on what the react is all about so we were discussing in the last episode about the react state management by which we manage the state outside of component particularly using the react redux library So if you gone through the past episode you might have noticed that when i mentioned about the state that includes both the application state the server side responses from the api and the cached data so these all are considered as part of the state and in the redux pattern we store that all the different states in a common store called the redux store and in compliance with some principles and patterns those all things which we have discussed in the earlier episode so if you are interested in learning more about redux i request you to listen that episode as well so we have depended uh, when we used the redux we depend on a library called the react redux so just like redux there are other state management libraries as well like the mobex and dozens of other alternative state management which are available through the npm so if you search if you are interested and if you do a search you will get a list of alternative state mechanisms in react redux is just on and the latest trend is uh, two years back the hooks are released and the context api is also there so context api along with hook is a great addition to the react ecosystem and many developers consider that as a good alternative state management so it is up to the developer depending on the requirements they can select uh, either the context api or some external state management system like the redux in the context of the redux we, we will discuss a bit more about redux and when then we look into the react queries because understanding a bit about redux will help you to uh, relate uh, some terms that are uh, connected with the react queries so in the context of redux a state means everything like the client state the server state and the cached responses and every other states that are part of the application we together all together call that as a state in redux However there are a certain group of individuals who has the opinion that we should draw a line between the client state and a server state so in the redux terminology the point is in the redux terminology when we discussed we considered the entire application state as well as the server side state uh, into a single term called the state but there are a group of individuals who has the opinion that we should draw a line between the client state and the server state so if we consider their opinion they come up with the arguments that the these client states are usually fast while the server state is totally a different type of state and it is mostly asynchronous and 
we need to deal the server state separately so they have mentioned some of the server side issues that include especially handling multiple requests sometimes uh, you notice that in your react code out of some bad coding practices or due to multiple re-rendering a lot of api requests are uh, re-triggering again and again if you look on the chrome debugger network tabs so those type of problems usually happens when uh, that are part of the server side issues then there is a um, concern about how to update the data from the server back in the background then there are consideration like a performance optimization like how we can include the pagination and lazy loading of data and the caching that is one of the hardest thing which the uh, which to do in the react development it's very difficult to implement the caching so in the patterns like the redux which we discussed in the last episode we usually handle these scenarios manually in different areas like the uh, asynchronous promises are handled in the action creator file or by using separate middleware libraries called the redux promise or uh, for caching to implement in redux we use a library called the reselector library for redux so those are the ways by which the these type of scenarios are handled in redux uh, in the action creator if you look into the uh, handling of the promises uh, usually in redux terminology we will write that in the action creator area and that action creator will be handling those all promises and returns that to the component similarly for other things you can use separate libraries as well there are dozens of there in the react ecosystem and caching uh, you can implement multiple way in redux but uh, the on best alternative where many developers suggest is to use a reselector library which is also available in github and you can use that for caching as well so those were the things uh, of state management with respect to react redux but in this episode we are discussing about a different strategy using a new library called the react queries to tr- treat the server state specifically so that is the main point here so in the past episode we considered the entire state the application state the all the server responses state as a single entity and we considered those as a single state and we store that in a redux store but here we are only considering about the server state section we not consider about the specific user interaction state like if the user moves from on tab to a particular tab some kind of state should be kept locally so that will be handled inherently by the particular component so react has a native inherent capacity or feature to st- store the state inside the component itself so even if you are using a class component or even if you are using a functional stateless component you can use the hooks by which you can store the state there so the client side state we, we are not uh, mainly considering here we are more considering specifically about in this episode we are more considering uh, specifically about the server state because the one argument they are coming up with especially those who uh, want to draw a line between these two they are coming up with a uh, argument that these um, client interactions are particularly faster and these states can be very much we can predict some of the state but uh, but the server side the that are kind of an asynchronous nature and we need to handle that separately so what we are going to do is we are going to see how we can handle the server state using a library called the react query uh, and the client states are entirely handled using an inherent component state or a custom management solution whatever it is our focus in this episode is particularly about the server handling using the react query and we can discuss more on that so when this type of thought pattern of focusing the server state specific state evolved so there were arguments were going on citing the complexity of patterns like redux uh, why there is a need to include the redux for managing the server state because uh, we can store the uh, client state in a, in the by the inherent feature of react and uh, for st- storing that client state and server state to redux it's a bit tough because it's a very complex pattern like uh, complex um 
things needs to be implemented for redux and such thing so when those kinds of arguments were uh, going on in the react world in the discussion panel and everything so there is a guy named tenisel linsley who came up with a library called the react query so he developed the library this new library in such a way that it works with conjunction with the react ecosystem and has the capacity to or the capability to fetch uh, data from an api it has the capacity or the capability to cache the data and update the data in the in the react and the react native applications from server side apis uh, without touching any kind of a global state so that is the key here so we can simply use that library and we can fetch the data from an api the library by default cache it and we can use the up we can also update the data to an api so that all will be provided by the react query so we now going to firmly understand an overview of benefits that this new library provides and once we understand about a few benefits we can integrate a simple querying and updating and later we can dive into more advanced features that the library provides so you can simply think of as querying and updating query and updating and in react terms it's called uh, we can call like query and mutation so if you want to read something from an api it's called a query and if you want to post something or patch something back to the api it is called a mutation so these are the two important terms you need to understand when we think about the react query because the components needs to uh, interact with the api through the react query for these two purposes either for querying or for a mutation like the updation or patching so when we use the react query we will get a few of the benefits like the library is a backend agnostic means we can we can point or target this particular library to query any of the data from any source the only requirement there should be like it should have a promise so it can be a api it can be a graph uh, ql or anything but the only requirement there is that source should be with a promise because the particular use query will be returning the particular promise back to the component so it should it should that particular source should be, have a promise and the syntax is very easy and declarative you just tell the library what you want like um, for the case which we just discussed we want to read something from somewhere or we want to post something to somewhere like an api and react uh, associated hooks will handle react queries associated hooks will handle automatically these things and all the associated backend uh, caching the background updates and stale data are handled out of the box with zero configuration so if you can um, definitely customize the react query so that is the one thing to keep in mind it's not a fixed kind of library you can you can configure that any way as you like we will discuss that in the as we going through the episode uh, a bit later but uh, app, it's basically a kind of a zero configuration because you can just um, include that particular library install using an npm and then you can import that library to your particular component and you can just use that straight away so it's kind of a zero configuration and it's very easier to learn and understanding so when i first start to understand about react query on guy named jay krishnan so he is from peravam uh, near ernakulam and he mentioned a few things about this uh, react query and what he mentioned is that it's very simple to understand because if you have some idea about how a component works in react uh, what a component is which you will basically get from any of the search engines you, uh, some from any of the tutorials or you can also check my tutorial uh, past episode called effectively composing components and once you get a familiarity about components and hooks in specific i have also covered about hooks in that particular episode as well on the effectively composing components so feel free to listen that as well so if you are a developer react developer with some familiarity about how the component works how you can 
വയറ കമ്പോണൻറ്റ് ടു കമ്പോ സം ഇൻ്റർഫേസസ് ആൻഡ് ഇഫ് യു ഹാവ് സം ഐഡിയ അബൌട്ട് ദി ഹുക്സ് ദെൻ അണ്ടർസ്റ്റാൻഡിങ് ദിസ് റിയാക്ട് ക്യൂറീസ് ഈസ് മച്ച് സിംപ്ലർ ബിക്കോസ് ഇറ്റ്സ് ജസ്റ്റ് ആ സിംപിൾ ആസ് യൂസിങ് എ പർട്ടിക്കുലർ ഹുക്ക് ദാറ്റ് ഈസ് പ്രൊവൈഡഡ് ബൈ ദി റിയാക്ട് ക്യൂറി ലൈബ്രറി സോ യു ആർ ജസ്റ്റ് ഗോയിങ് ടു യൂസ് ദാറ്റ് പർട്ടിക്കുലർ ഹുക്ക് and the configuration is minimal the syntax is minimal so very uh, very easier to use and understand so these are the main things you just need to understand to get a start so we are going to start uh, a bit more deep into the react queries and these three important things like it's a backend agnostic means which you can connect to any source but there should be it should have a promise and the syntax is very declarative and easier to understand and it's kind of a zero configuration but keep in mind that it is always customizable and it's very easier and learn to understand because including the react query in a component is fairly easier so just you should have a basic understanding about the components and the react hooks and that is enough for you to get started so now let's install we have covered the basic three things there are much more things to understand which we will discuss as we going through the episode so for the moment let's install the uh, react query so installation of react query can be done either through the npm or yarn so that is up to you the react query official documentation which is uh, easily available from google you can search about uh, the react query documentation in google and that will be your companion it provides a detailed instruction on how you can install using either the npm or the yarn so if you are using npm you ideally install the react query using npm space i space react hyphen query or if you are using yarn it will be like yarn space add space react query so the choice is up to you so this react query library which we just installed using the npm is sufficient for your need but it's worth to add one more package called the react query developer tools because why we are adding this tool is it can help you to understand what is going behind the scenes so this is an optional package and totally up to you but if you install and configure in your component with just one or two lines of code it provides a great developer experience uh, so the advantage is that you will be able to see what all data are available in react query cache and you can even invalidate the data and whenever react query issues a query request to pull data from an api uh, basically it stores the data with a key and when next request comes it usually serves the data from the cache unless you specified otherwise so there are ways by which you can override this behavior by providing a configuration so that is the point which we just discussed that it is highly configurable but by default it will cache and serve the data so using a developer tool like the react query developer will be you will be able to clear or value invalidate the cache and you can see how it works and looks like and similar many other operations are also possible so if it is recommended that if you are developing a, a application using react query it will be good to include this package as well so the help is you will be able to find what all data in cache and you can invalidate the cache so um that is one thing so the to install the react query uh, you can follow the similar approach just like we install the react um uh, query like uh, you install the react query developer tool using the npm command called npm space i space react query developer tools so if you install these two things like the react query and the react query developer tools package which are available from npm you are good to go so now we have everything installed now let's see how we can use that in our component so you can open any component as you like and just on the top of the component you ideally import that particular package using an import statement for example if you are using a the react query to query an api you ideally import like import um, bracket use query um, bracket close from react hyphen query so that means that that particular tool is 
important so similar way you need to know what all things are happening behind the scene so we need a help from the dev tools as well which we just installed using the npm so ideally we import that dev tools as well so we in similar like we import the use query from the react query library we import the import space bracket react query dev tools from the library called react hyphen query slash dev tools so this index you don't need to buy hurt or need to write uh, by listening this episode you can straight away go to the official documentation of the react query and there it provides a detailed documentation on how you can install those things so when you add the import statement you can specify what all ways your component need to interact with the react query so just like we discussed earlier the components need the react query to interact with an api either for querying the data or for mutation like patching or posting the data so these are the possible two cases so for for the query purpose you can use the use query method from use query hook from the react query and if you want to mutate something you can use a uh, hook called use mutation so similar way depending upon your requirement you can import the different um, hooks as you like from the react query and for the simple purpose of understanding how to use a react query for just a basic application just use query from the react query is sufficient because it will do a basic read from an api which will be sufficient for you to understand so once you understand these things you can build up the knowledge so um, at this point of time it is good to look up a sandbox that is provided by the react query team so the sandbox is an environment which uh, with the necessary codes and everything in it so you will get a practical view of how the code should looks like and you can even make the modifications right away uh, the advantage of using a sandbox is that you don't need to write everything from scratch you can just open that sandbox and everything will be there and if you want to play around by changing some values or something you can uh, straight away do that to the sandbox and the uh, Uh, resultant files will be updated on the right hand side so how to open the sandbox i will uh, provide that link at the show notes of this podcast so you can either click that or the simpler way to do that is you can uh, straight away goes to the the author of the library called the tanisar linse and uh, you can um, uh, you can um go to that others github page and you can open the sandbox link provided there so i will provide here so you can use that or also you can uh, in the react query document official documentation also this particular sandbox link is provided so uh, i recommend you to open that particular sandbox and once you open uh, you uh, you open that index file which is the main file there and if you look into the index file you can see that we have we see a list of import file like the one which we discussed just now like the use query the use mutation and everything because that particular file is going to use all those things so on the top section you can you see the particular use import statements and you can also view the import from uh, import react um, query developer tools as well because we need to know how the react query is hand, uh, working behind the scenes and the main uh, query that you can see in the that particular file is the use query so there you can see a kind of a uh, different two parameters are passed the first one is the key so so this use query hook is the one which actually do all the magic for reading something from the api so here the two parameters you need to provide to this hook and the hook returns the response along with the state of data whether that particular data from an api is error or whether that particular data is loading or uh, fetching is in progress or so on so the moment your uh, you starts interacting with the api using the use query so there will be different states like uh, ideally when you start fetching it is a process of code it's uh, kind of is fetching and similarly some data is loading it is called is loading and some error happens you contact an api but that api doesn't exist or that api results in an error 
so that is a condition called error so all these particular states are also returned from that particular use query so in the use query you will pass a key so that key is important so that key is the on which the react query internally used to store cache and everything so you will be referring that key later might be if you want to invalidate the cache or something but uh, you need to provide that so at the um, for understanding just a simple read from the api you can provide a unique key there and provide uh, uh, followed by a function which should return a promise so the main pro po para point here is that the second parameter must be a query function that can literally any function that can return a promise and the promise that is returned should either resolve the data or throw an error because the um, that is the on which this function expect this hook expect the use query hook is expecting that that particular promise Uh, that particular function should return either um, that particular prom uh, that particular function should return a promise and that promise that return should be either resolve the data or throw an error so the use query returns a set of state as how the api responded is it a success or is it a progress um, and based on that you can assign to different variables so uh, example a query status equal to loading state is sufficient to show that the initial hard loading state for a query but sometimes you want to display some additional indicators like a query is fetching in the background to do so the queries you supply with the e fetching boolean can be used to show in that particular render method whether that particular um, particular data is in a fetch state and you can show a message like that sometimes when you open uh, some react application you can see that the data is loading because it is contacting that particular api so the return from the use query hook is sufficient to show that because it uh, we can assign that to a constant variable and then uh, using that is fetch uh, boolean variable you can simply uh, code inside that render method to check whether that state is particular is fetching or something and return a div based on that so if it is an error if that results in an error you can show a div uh, like a error or something so you i recommend you again to check the sandbox environment uh, which is available on the show notes and you can play along by providing a wrong api url and you can view how the application behaves and so feel free to change as you like because you can always goes to the previous point by uh, refreshing the particular sandbox so feel free to change as you like so a couple of things you need to understand about at this point of time about what is happening behind the scene we have seen that we will be able to use the use query we will be able to see by providing a key and a function and it can return a promise but we need to understand what is happening behind the scene so if you open a page that has a component with the react query embedded in it you can see that even the component even if the component triggers multiple api request still the underlying api callback is happening only once so this is the key point even if the component triggers that api multiple times because you will be using inside a hook and uh, even if it is calling multiple times still the underlying api call to the actual uh, api will be happening only once because this react query api is intelligently able to identify the initial request it can distinguish the initial request and based on that request nature it returns data either from the cache or from the api so we have discussed that there is a cache there and there is a default cache time as well Uh, we will see in this episode how we can change the cache time and everything but uh, at this point of time there will be a default cache and based on that particular default cache the uh, the particular api response will be saved to that cache and will be returned to 
user so this will be per, uh, good from a performance point of view like multiple apis are not getting triggered and this will be good for some services where there is a limit to the particular uh, request that can happen from uh, happen to that particular services like the some uh, something like the uh, what to say the key vault or something if you are using that uh, you can see that um, uh, it's not supported that much kind of request if you, if it's a kind of a, a mass user application so we need to restrict the limit or the number of hits that can happen and that is uh, will be able to do with the help of this react query and if you look into that particular index file in the sandbox you can also view that there is a ready-made component we are using in the bottom section like the react query dev tools so that component is a ready-made um, component from that particular react query dev tools and that will be helpful for you to visualize what is happening behind the scene the one thing uh, which you need to pass is the initial is open should be passed as false because otherwise uh, whenever a page is uh, opened um and if you, you you are using this component it will always be in an open state so if you provide the initial is open equal to false that will be in a closed state so we have discussed about the ways by which the component reads server state data from an external api using the react query and understood all the mechanism and the default caching mechanism that is happening behind the scene we also understood that there are ways to cache the time we not gone much deep into that we will be looking into that cache a bit later but uh, these are enough for you to get started so the one thing i recommend you is uh, as i said earlier i i just want to reiterate the point the sandbox environment and the official documentation will be an ideal companion for you to move along so along with uh, listening this podcast um you can listen to this podcast multiple times as well you can also play along with the sandbox environment as well as the documentation to get a familiarity with how the component looks like so until this point we were discussing about how we can read the data from that particular api now we are in a position to see how we can update the data back to the api using react query so as we just dis- as we discussed earlier there are two parts like the query and the mutation so the updation or the patch or the if you want to delete something in the api that's called the mutation so now we are going to use the mutation so for mutation to happen uh, react query provides a special hook for that which is called the use mutation for reading something from the uh, api we used a hook called u- use query so similar way if you want to if you want to update something like uh, just like you used for queries or reading data from the u- user uh, um, uh, from the server uh, this uh, use mutation can be u- typically used for create or update or delete data or you can even think about to perform the server side effects so the use mutation mutation is the hook which you need to use um uh, so we need to make sure that if your component is going to post something back to the api you need to import that use mutation along with the use query as well so once we done the import the next step is to create a function which will call the api uh, sets the header the content type and body of data and the function should return a promise so we should that is the um, distinction here for reading something we need to just provide an api because that api will return that particular promise but when we pass when we need to post something to that part- a particular api we need to create a function that will call the api and we need to set the header the content type and the body of data that is basically called the payload of that particular api and that function should also return a promise so it should throw an error in case if it fails so once this function is ready you can call this function by passing it as a parameter to the use mutation mutation so we will use uh, the syntax will be like this the const uh, of mutate is equal to use mutation and in the parameter you will provide a promise function that will be able to 
call that particular post api or that particular patch api uh, it that particular um, function can search the header the content type and body of data so you need to do that all manually and once that is done then this ut mutation can be used to uh post the data so uh, regarding understanding a bit more about the uh, mutation part you can check out the detailed documentation on how to perform the mutation uh, by uh, going through the official documentation um so uh, through this podcast i am trying to get you familiarize the basic concepts uh, and once you understand these basic concepts through the help of the documentation or some sample codes and official documentation uh, you will get enough to uh, progress along with the react query so the starting part is very critical because once you get a familiarity you can progress straight away so the two important parts which we just discussed is uh, the reading part the querying part and the mutation part so this mutation part you need to be a bit careful because it's an important thing to understand properly when using the react query because sometimes when we update the api we need to also update the cache also in accordance with the server state changes so there are different ways one way is one way is by which you can uh, post something to the api and once that post is happened you can requery uh, that particular api back um, and to um, revalidate uh, re uh, invalidate the current cache or you can manually update the cache so for manually updating the cache you can use a hook similar like the use query and the use mutation there is another hook also provided by the use query uh, provided by the react query uh, library which is called the use query cache it's a you can think about it as a similar hook like um, the use query or use mutation mutation with its own set of parameters so uh, by using the use query cache you can pass a similar parameter like that and you can update the cache so but in fact the for the majority of the common tasks that are to be done with a component you can done with the help of an use query use mutation and use cache so that these understanding these things will be enough for doing a set of application but uh, we are not stopping there we understood about the ways by which we can read and update and by going through documentation and the sandbox you will get some more familiarity with the concepts but there are some other things these libraries can do so that is the thing which i discussed to you earlier so when i talked about the react query i have mentioned that it's a very easy to understand library it is very declarative and it's uh, it's very um, uh, easy to implement as well so in addition to that you can also perform additional things like uh, it's not just limited to the querying or updating of data it is also it able to perform some of additional features and we shall look those one by one so these are the additional things you might need in your application so if you understand these things uh, it will be helpful so all these things are documented in the react um, dev react query official documentation as well just for your understanding i am explaining so first we will be discussing about the parallel queries we have discussed about the queries but we were thinking how much queries i can query using the use query so you can query as much as you want so these are kind of a queries called the these are called the parallel queries so you execute multiple queries side by side so the parallel queries are queries uh, that are executed in parallel at the same time so that it uh, maximizes the fetching concurrency and for um, the parallelism to happen in this particular react query library you don't need to do any extra things you have to just uh, query as many uh, api queries as you like using the use query and you can use infinite hooks that is what it is recommended but one thing you need to understand that if you are when you use the react query in suspense mode by providing a suspense so suspense is a kind of uh, way by which it can let your components wait for something sometime uh, before they can render so if you are using that suspense in your component this uh, parallel queries does not work so you need to be careful about that 
so otherwise you can use the parallel queries and another type of query scenario is you need to um, uh, execute a particular query and you need to wait for that particular query to finish or particular api call to finish here uh, when i mention about query you need to understand that it's a query to an api or a graphql it's an any query with a promise so uh, you need to distinct that from the sql queries it's not that query i mean it's kind of a um, api query is that what i mean so if you have two apis uh, queries and on api queries depending on others you need the first api query to finish before the uh, second api uh, query to get start so in that case you can provide a parameter in the second uh query use query uh function which is called enabled and you can provide a variable there so if the um, enabled is true then that um query will be executed if the enabled is false which you can pass from the first um query method and if the enabled is uh, false then that won't be executed so if you are writing a chain of uh, dependent queries you can use that enabled parameter by which it uh, it should set a variable based on the uh, output from the previous uh, query so that way you can uh, chain the dependent queries so another one thing which you need to display in your application is the st state of the queries so we have discussed when we talked about the use query that it can return the state of the fetching like uh, whether it is fetching the data from the api whether that fetching is completed or whether it returns an error or something but sometimes you need to uh, in addition to this individual query loading state you would like to show a global loading indicator when any of the queries are fetching including in the background so any of the queries in your application whether it is a background query or the current running query uh, and you want to show something to the user based on those uh, things you can use a hook special hook that is provided by react query called the use fetching so if you want to use that in your component you need to import uh, the use fetching use is fetching uh, hook from the react query just like the use query and you can you can assign that particular uh, hook to a particular variable and based on that variable value you can show whether that uh, the queries are fetching in the background or not so keep in mind that if any of the queries including the background queries happened behind the scene the use is fetching use is fetching uh, will return true and based on that you can render you can call that in the render function and return a div and to show that the queries are fetching in the background then another on feature which is provided by the react query is the windows focus refetching so this means that if a user leaves your application and returns to the stale data react query automatically request fresh data for you in the background so you can disable this globally or per query using the refetch window focus on application so if you are di disabling that uh, globally you can use a uh, hook called the new query client and you can provide some parameters there or uh, if you are if you want to disable this individually you can use that as well um so the, um, the parameter is refetch on windows focus uh, you can provide that as true or false based on that and if you are um, if if you want to disable uh, it per query you can do that in the use query statement so in the use query we usually give a parameters like the uh, key followed by that uh, promise function but along with that you can also uh you can put a comma and you can provide another kind of parameters that are specific these are kind of a configuration type parameters so if you want to uh, change the cache time or something you can provide that as well here similar like if you want to uh, fetch on windows focus to be false 
you can provide that as well so sometimes if you want to disable or pause the query you can also do that by uh, using the enable disable to false option which we just discussed earlier then the query retry is another thing you should need to be aware of so many do developers of react query they are not sure how the query retry will happens so the uh, strategy is like this when a use query query fails the query function throws an error and the react query library will automatically retry the query if that query's request has not reached the maximum number of consecutive retries so the consecutive retry is uh, up to 3 uh, and based on that the query retry will work so you can um, you can you can configure the retry on a global level or an on an individual query level and similar way you can um, uh, change the retry as well so if you want to change the retry you can provide that in the use query um, and you can provide the uh, parameter called the retry just like we, we discussed about refetch on windows focus faults similar way you can provide the retry similar way you can provide the retry delay as well so how the retry delay is happening is when a particular query happens and if the query fails uh it waits for a particular time automatically and then attempts and retrains so this uh, default retry delay is set to double that is it starts at the uh, 1000 milliseconds with each attempt but not exceeds the 30 seconds so it is recommended that we should not uh, override this retry delay function because the default only sufficient for majority of the needs but if we want to change that there is a provision for that then there are use cases in react where we need to show paginated data so this happens when we want to list a lot of data in a page and if there is a inherent pagination in place for react uh, application and if we want to use queries use query and if you want to provide the page number uh, because your existing api supports that particular page number and everything so based on page number it will return the data so what have what you can do is you can along with the use query you can pass the along with the key you can pass that page as well so it just works by including the page information in the query key so these are some of the things which we you can do i have in covered everything that is applicable to the react uh, queries there are much more to do which you can check uh, in the official documentation uh, but uh, majority of the basic things i have covered and you need to specifically look into the mutation part because you need to ensure that whenever a user changes something on the front end that should be properly updated Yeah, behind the scenes as well as in the cache uh, because otherwise when when a refresh is happen or when a person is moved to another user is moved to another tab and comes back uh, we need to show the uh, correct data as it is so that is the goal and you need to make a special uh, proper care on how to uh, use the mutation and everything for the read part just i am i am uh, quickly wrapping up everything we have covered we have used the use query for reading the data we have used the use mutation for updating the data and we have in case we if we need to update something on the cache we use the uh, use query cache so in addition to that we have also discussed some of the different features that supported by that are supported by the a uh, react query library so this is a useful additional library and the question now is uh, can i use uh, react query in majority of the application uh, because uh, when we started this episode we were considered about the state and we considered state to be uh, in the last episode we considered state to be including the application state the user interface state and the server side state and everything but here in this episode we considered specifically we separated between the client side state and the uh, server side state so the react query specifically focused on the 
server side data so if you want to uh, and mechanism where it should automatically manage everything like the cache or everything and uh, this much of features which we just discussed like the parallel queries and everything so this react query is a good addition to include that in your application but you need to understand that react query is not uh, particularly for handling the user uh, state or the client side state so there are circumstances where an application might need a massive amount of synchronous uh, client side only data like uh, uh, like the case of a streaming application or a very visual intensive application uh, there you still need to use a client side manager so this is one of the reason why the when the uh, react team they when they worked on the facebook uh, so we all know that it's a kind of a complex massive complex interface application so uh, probably it should have a lot of client side changes that should happen synchronously so in those cases uh, so it still needs a client state manager like the redux or the mobex or something but uh, otherwise uh if you can uh, think about separating the client side from the client side and the server side separately and if you uh, if you can think about okay let's the server side should be handled by the react query and the client side should be handled with the inherent component state or something and if you are good to go with that then this majority of the applications can be uh, com- is compatible with react query so that is the one thing so when we s- we need to separate what all states we have and whether we have a lot of client side states and if lot of client side state then react query is not a good replacement uh, so that is the key thing to consider so i, I will be also uh, providing a references uh, um on this show notes of this episode so here there uh, that is the official documentation as well as the sandbox so you can check out both of those and you can understand about react queries well so thank you for listening uh, have a nice day and today is um, 10th of march 2021 uh, and it's na- now night uh, 9 pm here in trivandrum uh, have a nice day and thanks for listening thank you for listening this podcast if you are interested in learning more from vishnu kindly subscribe coding talks from any of your favorite platforms including spotify apple podcast itunes google podcast and stitcher have a nice day and hope to see you over in the next episode